0: Hi, everybody. This is Katie. And this is Jake. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Please don't panic. Kimberly is fine. Everything is fine. This is a very special cheat date episode with a very special guest host. If you have listened to our other podcast, A Date with the Bake, about the Great British Bake Off, then you will be very familiar with Jake.
1: Maybe you know me. Maybe you don't. Hello.
0: But you're going to, because he is our guest host this episode. Kimberly has the week off. We miss her dearly, but we will see her next week. So please enjoy Jake. We know you're enjoyable about baked goods, but are you enjoyable about murder is the question.
1: I feel like RC Cola right now.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Do you feel like Dr. Thunder, which I drank all (laughs) last week? No,
1: Not, not Dr. Thunder level
0: dr thunder was really good though if you haven't tried dr thunder it's the lesser dr pepper still good okay we are doing an older dateline this is a perfect spot season 23 episode 36 first premiered april 9th 2015 and hosted by mr keith morrison who's our new best friend jake i'm sorry he might not be your best friend but um he's my new best friend No,
1: yeah, he's he. I really enjoyed him. He's pretty great.
0: He is a wonderful person. If you haven't listened to our interview with him, go check it out. It was posted on his birthday on Saturday. Okay. Keith opens with, A winter's night in a southern forest. The ink-black darkness parted briefly to their headlights, enclosed around them like a shroud as they made their way in separate cars through the foggy overcast. And then, here it was, in the ragged clearing... The muddy patch of sand and dirt. Here, away from the world, what a place for their Valentine's tryst. As if they could see without the artificial light so much as a hand in front of their faces. Or the fate lurking out there in the dark. Waiting. He didn't whisper waiting, but I feel like he could have. Would have been good. Yeah.
1: That would have been your take. That was quite
0: an opening. It was great. So we don't really know what's going on. In this opening scene, we know that cars are converging, and my first thought was that this was going to be an affair. I was wrong about the specifics. I was right later. But still, at this point, we've got two people in a Valentine's Day tryst meeting on a dark road. But then Keith continues and says, "'But what a way to begin a love story. Better probably, the hot air balloons the man so loved.'" Or motorcycles, on which together in daylight they discovered their own special place than the remote forest clearing in a place called Benton Bridge Park. Though park is much too grand for their little pullout besides the Chattanooga River north of Atlanta, Georgia. So basically what Keith is saying is this married couple like to get together in a park which is not really a park, a dirt road off a paved road. To do it like teenagers.
1: They're into rest stop action.
0: That's it. Hot rest stop action. Yeah, yeah. Also, it feels a little bit... Is there a little bit of shade? Is Keith shading this park? The park is much grand. Oh, yeah. Grand. He's like,
1: he's okay. been... Yeah, he's been to real national parks. And he's like, mm, this is a dirt patch. I'm trying to be nice, but... I mean, he grew up in Canada, I feel right. like. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's so cute. this might just be like full-on U.S. shade.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it I get would it. be, we used to hang out in the orchard where I grew mm-hmm. up, so it's, it seems a little like that. But yeah. the most important part of this sentence is the hot air balloons, which we'll right. get to. And yes. I have a lot of questions. I was very excited. They mm-hmm. also make me very sweaty. Okay. First, let's meet our two people of interest, which are Richard and Stacy Sheck. Richard was Stacy's fifth husband.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my. Cape. I missed that detail, but wow. Yeah,
0: her cousin said that Stacy got bored a lot. And so she would just move on to the next gentleman. You know, life can be really long. People say Mm -hmm. life is short, but sometimes life is really long. And
1: you got to move on. And the person you married doesn't chew with their mouth closed. And you didn't know that.
0: Oh, and then you got to say bye, and then the next person leaves soggy socks on the bathroom floor, and then you yeah, got to say bye. Exactly, few things that happen.
1: Yep, just the business of life.
0: But Richard was not a soggy sock lever or a mouth open chewer. Richard seemed like he was kind of the best. Also, he's a ginger. Also, he looks a lot like Mike from Veep.
1: Yeah, Matt Walsh. Yeah, yeah he
0: was great. Oh, is that who that is, Matt Walsh? Also, Richard and Stacy loved scouting.
1: Okay, I have two comments. My mom was our dead mother. We had Boy Scouts that were run totally by women. It was great. I made it to weeblows, and then it got all complicated. It's called a Weeblow? Yeah, Weeblow is before you become a Boy Scout.
0: So at what point does Cub Scouts become Boy Scouts?
1: Or Girl Scouts? So you start as a Cub Scout, then you become a Weeblow, and then you become uh, a Boy Scout, and then you become an Eagle Scout. Can
0: you spell Weeblow for me?
1: W-E-B-L-O-S. I think Weeblos
0: it's. Weeblows a... wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> exactly. What is a Weeblow? Why is it called a Weeblow?
1: be loyal scouts. I'm not kidding on that.
0: So, what age is a Weeblow?
1: I want to say 10, 11. And is it just
0: an age thing, or are you getting enough patches to yeah, then it's turn pa- into it's, a Weeblow? It's
1: kind of a patch-age com- combo because usually you don't necessarily have to go from a Cub Scout to. You can drop out at any time. People do it all the time. I myself did not make it past Weeblows. Yeah. So, the Cub Scout
0: activity is good. Weeblow activities, not. More intense. You didn't want to learn how to make a fire and
1: protect yourself. I see. I all right. learned all that stuff in Cub Scouts.
0: Well, get a load of you. Look at that. Life skills. Was your mom like Stacy? Because they said Stacy was a go-getter and would drag all the kids around into doing things and would get people excited. Was your mom like that?
1: Yeah, I don't think she was like a super... They, to me, they imply that Stacy was a little bit of an overachiever. I don't think my mom was on that level. She was a stay-at-home mom, so she had some spare time got it and loved and
0: loved to do and then loved yes doing things for other kids that's sweet that's a special mom that's a mama bear so stacy was also so organized actually that they called her mama spreadsheet and jake i'm gonna say two words to you yes and i want you to say the first three words that come into your head okay microsoft excel go to hell That's the correct response. Let's move on. Yeah. Stacy was a Cub Scout den leader. She had three sons, and Richard was actually raising her three sons like they were his own. And at one point, he legally adopted them. So Richard is a great man. Yeah. Richard Sounds also like. marches to the beat of his own drum. And at this point, we see him dressed as some sort of Renaissance woman. True. And I, I mean, he was dressed as a Renaissance woman with a yes. scythe behind mm-hmm. his head, some sort of harbinger of doom
1: oh i didn't i didn't catch the scythe in that shot it's in behind him oh that's pretty great
0: he seems like a great time
1: i'm gonna say that yeah
0: straight out he's not a suit and tie person not a desk person we're told in the interviews that he is he was basically the cool uncle we get an interview with his niece and his sister and his niece says that she used to take him and his nephew's rollerblading, just all the fun activities that cool uncles do. And the coolest activity that they got to do was hot air ballooning. So he is a, not only a scout leader, he is a professional hot air balloonist. That is terrifying to me because it is kind of just my worst nightmare being up in a tiny basket that high in the sky seems really unpleasant
1: the carriages are made of wicker
0: right and there's fire yes i can't i just and can't there's silk. nothing about it that seems safe it seems no, just life-threatening yeah. on a million you can die in 40 ways on a yeah, hot air balloon
1: it's true now
0: do you have any experience in a hot air balloon that i need to know about it's
1: funny you should ask <laughs> let's go yeah so my mom was a huge hot air balloon enthusiast that was like her
0: stuff. okay stop Were Stacy and Richard Sheck your parents?
1: It predates me as a person, but that was my mom's thing. And so I think three, at least three years, we would go to hot air balloon races. I don't know if they race. I'm not sure if they race, but it's a big festival. You go and you have to go before dawn because they take off at dawn. So you're there at like five in the morning. It's still dark. You set up your picnic basket. Everybody starts gassing them up. And setting up their hot air balloons and then they take off and then like six thirty is like kind of what you're there for because there's 40 hot air balloons in the sky and then you go home and you go to denny's so
0: where are they racing to
1: when do uh, they come down some other place you don't see that
0: so the fires odd. are burning hotter and faster to race other balloons with fires burning.
1: I'm not totally sure how much of a race it is. I don't know if there's like a high performance, you know, like experimental Italian motor <laughs> that like it's still sanctioned by the-, the
0: the Japanese have come out with something new this year.
1: Exactly. I don't know. Yamasaki
0: like, has come out with this new state-of-the-art balloon. Yes, exactly. Where there is no actual balloon. It's just a basket and an invisible balloon. Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: Great. Yeah.
0: Wow. So it, I, um,
1: I don't know if the, there's one got person that's just so much faster because they just have a bigger fire. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How did else. you go up in a balloon? Did you-, you take tethered rides. I've taken many tethered rides.
0: How high in the air did you go?
1: Probably a couple of stories, I would say. Three, four stories. No, thank you. Did you cry?
0: No, it's It's fun. fun?
1: It's fun. These people are professionals. And you don't think of the terrible things that could happen. No. I thought it was fun.
0: Well, Richard Sheck was apparently also not afraid. He seems like he would be a really fun dad, too, to be honest. Yeah. It's interesting he didn't have his own biological children. I think that's just sometimes how it happens in life.
1: I, I felt like a profile was working up on for Richard, actually. He was a kid for a little bit too long, maybe. Ooh, good call. And missed out on on that. And so yeah. he kind of was like, oh, you and you have these lovely children. Let's go. Let's adopt. I'm, that's... There we go. That fixes that. Perfect. I had a question because motorcycles and hot air balloons are both uh, unquestionably expensive hobbies, specifically hot air balloons. That is a rich person's toy, essentially. Really good question. And so I wondered what his money comes from and if that might have something to do with what happened to him. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell
0: you right now. Stacy was the primary breadwinner in the family.
1: Interesting. Okay. So
0: she works at a medical office. Right. The end. I'm not sure what she does.
1: But they own a lot of property.
0: But she's we'll get there too, which I had questions about. He is a maintenance manager. Okay. Question mark. I'm not sure exactly what that entails, but it seems like she makes a pretty hefty paycheck. Yeah. But he is, because he's just a maintenance manager, they made it seem like that was kind of part-time. And his main job is that he is, he takes care of the kids at home. Mm -hmm. So they were also very fond of each other. According to everyone, they were fond of each other to the degree, we're told, that people noticed, in quotes. People saw, like, they would give each other kisses. They were not the kind of married couple that seemed to have a lot of problems. I don't think people would look at them and be like, that's, you know, that's a ticking time bomb. So... On Valentine's Day, which is when our story really takes place, on Valentine's Day in two thousand ten, Richard and Stacy decide to meet at night to, as Keith tells us, maybe make out a little. Sure. That's such a parent thing. We're gonna sneak away to make out in the orchard. I kinda love it. It's yeah. sort of sweet in a way, yeah. until it's incredibly not sweet. It's, so uh,
1: it's not sweet at all.
0: It's their they're going to their favorite spot in the woods, which is This park slash woods, which is really, again, just a dirt road. It's not like a park that you're thinking of with benches and, you know, a dinosaur slide or any kind. It's not – there's no swings. It's not really a park. It's really a nature preserve is what it seems like to me. Yeah. This night on Valentine's Day, we hear a 911 call come in and a woman is screaming and she's screaming about her husband who she has found shot. Stacy is the one calling. So what happened this night is Richard gets to this desolate spot in the park first. He parks his car, and when Stacy gets there a few minutes later, she finds him shot, lying sort of outside by his truck with the door to the truck open and the truck still running. She's screaming on the 911 call, he's been shot, he's dead, And now Detective Franklin is on the case. And he's our main detective for this episode. And I liked him very much. Do you have feelings about Detective Franklin?
1: Yeah, yeah. He seemed like he was there to do a good job. Yeah, I think he was good. I think he saw
0: what we all saw in Richard, which is this is an absolute tragedy. Richard was a really good guy and did not deserve this. It's really sad. Yeah. So so Detective Franklin drives Keith out in a very tight shot, very tightly together in this car. They drive out to this desolate area, this Benton Bridge Park. It's incredibly, incredibly dark. And even on the night of the murder, the detective tells us that it had just rained and the dark after it just rains in the south because I'm now living here is like nothing I've ever seen. There was a night last week that it's been doing these really weird rainstorms in the late afternoons here for a minute. right? And at nighttime after that, it is so pitch black. Jake, I can't even describe. I wonder
1: why that is. Is there, a, have you looked up why this happens or why this is a phenomenon?
0: Well, I mean, I just assumed it was Satan. So I just moved uh. on <laughs> and kept my doors locked and that's it. And what can I do? Uh. So it's a safe bet. And even if it's not, I'm covered. We, so Keith has a great quote right now. He says, I mean, we've got this place lit up like it's Christmas time. But without all these lights around, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. The yes, detective it's pitch says. black pitch black. And then it's really sad and he says, We'll spare you the gruesome images of Richard lying dead beside his truck. Because a pretty it was a pretty gruesome killing. It's not like he'd been shot once point blank in the head. He was shot five times. Yeah.
1: Definitely an overkill. I wonder what happened there. It seems strange.
0: And also that the car is still running and it's not a robbery of any kind because he had his wedding ring on a fairly expensive watch we're told there was cash in his dashboard and the truck itself is still there with the keys in it running so if somebody wanted to rob him they wouldn't they take his vehicle this seems like if they could
1: if they could i don't know i don't think i don't think it seems like they would take something yeah i wouldn't take a truck i feel like that's pretty easy to track all of a sudden you got an apb on you know, make and model the license plate.
0: But I guess I'm also, if it's not a robbery, there's only really one other thing it can be. Sure, right. Which is a personal, you were murdered by someone you know for a reason, right? Instead of a stranger. So it really narrows the field right away.
1: I feel like it's even fishier.
0: Detective Franklin thinks that Richard got out of the truck and walked towards the person who shot him. So whoever pulled up to the site and shot him Richard they think he either knew them enough to get out of the truck or I think possibly he could have gotten out of the truck because he thought it was her but she didn't pull up until a few minutes later like 10 or so minutes later so it's all very suspicious the police technician that's on the scene notices all of the tire tracks that you can see in the dirt When we're seeing this part, we get a really good dateline graphic of tire tracks overlapping and they light them up. Yeah, it's pretty great. Different colors. They're different colors. And there are tracks that they can tell right away do not belong to Richard's truck or to Stacy's car. And it looks like Richard drove over these tracks they can't identify at one point. So the assumption is that this car pulled in first, then Richard pulled over the tracks that the car had made and then we see one more set of the tracks from the mystery car that go back over the top of richard's that seems like a puzzle that i would never be
1: able to do i
0: would never be able to tell the layers of the tracks that's I mean, a, that's
1: why they cordon off a crime scene right like that's
0: why they're also specialists yeah right forensic like specialists that know
1: how to look for that it's without the tire treads they got nothing here.
0: Pretty. I it's mean, it's
1: literally the only physical evidence they have. They don't even talk about spent shells or anything.
0: No, they don't. And the, the person, obviously, the shooter didn't touch anything in the car. Didn't right, touch the body. Right, There's right. nothing. Yeah, they've right. got tire tracks. Yeah. So the killer, obviously, the killer got there first and then leaves after Richard is shot. The detectives pull in Stacy for an interview. She says it feels unreal. She says that actually she had been at her parents' house taking care of them, and Richard was going to come over and cook dinner. In my opinion, there's no way if you're going to cook dinner for your parents, when are you going to have time to do this sexy park? That's going to take a little time. This is when meal planning comes in. Kimberly, what's a good meal planning service that you can get delivered right to your door?
2: With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. I have loved using HelloFresh so much that I even ordered some from my brother and his fiance because they are stressed about planning their wedding. And they love to meal prep. It's their thing. My thing is watching reruns of Bob's Burgers. Their thing is meal prepping. And they do it every single week.
0: I think a lot of families do that. I think it makes life a lot easier. I I get it.
2: I admire it. I wish I had the discipline. HelloFresh was perfect for them because they have meals that you can make within 30 minutes or less. They even have 15 to 20 minute meals, by the way. They have meals that are specifically easy cleanup options. And they have food for everybody. They have vegetarian, pescatarian, calories, smart. They have gourmet if you're fancy and they're kind of fancy. They also have breakfast on the go, 10-minute lunches. Plus you don't have to go to the grocery store and plan and research recipes. They do it all. They you just have to put it together. They send you everything. Plus it's 30% cheaper than your grocery store and you're reducing your food waste by at least 25%. They made something like beef tenderloin or something. They absolutely loved it. I was at my house making roasted pepper toppy milano which does not have mint milano cookies that's how dumb i am but it is very fancy mac and cheese which was the bomb and
0: any fancy mac and cheese i'm on board sign me it up. has
2: like the panko on top you know where it gets crispy on the top anytime somebody's added something in i it's just magic i can't it's like a perfect food i love it Go to HelloFresh.com slash Dateline16 and use code Dateline16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Go to HelloFresh.com Dateline16 and use code Dateline16 for up to 16 free meals. Wow. Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you, HelloFresh. You're fresh. Katie, I am head over heels, not like I'm in love, like I'm overwhelmed with my brother's upcoming wedding. Oh. Any advice? Yeah. It's all we talk about all day long.
0: As it can be with weddings. They can be overwhelming, but they can also be really easy if you start right and go to the right place to get everything in order. Look, they're a magical day for both the couple getting hitched and for the guests. Weddings are really fun, but it is a lot of moving parts. So you want to make sure as many of those parts can get handled as quickly and easily as possible. That's why for any kind of wedding you want, there's one place to start, and that's Zola. Zola has everything that you need all in one place. They've thought of everything, venues, invites, registry, and more. They'll be with you every step of your wedding planning journey. And I didn't realize when I was planning my wedding how particular I would be about little aspects like save the dates, matching my theme perfectly, or finding a venue that would allow lots of paper confetti to be released at a certain time. (laughs) You wouldn't think that would be a thing. It is a thing. But this is why you need a wedding guide like Zola. Zola is like a best friend who is also a wedding expert that can steer you in the right direction. Whatever your style or budget, Zola has got you covered. They've got venues, photographers, florists, and more to make your wedding happen. And once you've set that date, you can send your save the dates and invitations right on Zola 2, which is such a time saver. And there's so many great designs to choose from. And you can get a wedding website for free. And free is not a word that most people associate with weddings. Yeah. And let me tell you, a wedding website is crucial for your guests to have an easy view of all the details of the day. So you're not fielding a bazillion questions when you're trying to sort out why your brother-in-law has decided to be on roller skates coming down the aisle. But don't forget, Zola is also there to help you when building your wedding registry. Whatever you want, whatever your interests, they've got you covered. New cookware, camping equipment, his and her massage chairs. Zola is here to help. Look, wedding planning shouldn't take over your life. And Zola has thought of everything so that you can plan the celebration that's right for the two of you. Zola is going to help you skate through the process of preparing all those details for the big day. (laughs) So start planning the wedding that you want at Zola.com forward slash date dateline. That's Z-O-L-A dot com forward slash date dateline. Zola D, Zola Da, wedding fun. Yeah, Zola, get your wedding done. That was beautiful. Thank you, Zola. So Stacey is in talking to Detective Franklin and the police officers. And Keith tells us, by the way, that they both knew the way intimately to the park. And I think that was very beautifully done, Keith. Mm-hmm. So she was supposed to cook dinner for her parents. He was supposed to leave. She was going to finish up and then meet him there, I guess. She called Richard when she was on her way. And she just got a voicemail, so she had called to give him a heads up. But when she gets there, we get the crime scene. She yeah. sees his truck, sees him on the ground. But Stacy drops a bomb on the investigators and tells them, "Look, I have to tell you something. I actually have a really big secret. I was having an affair, which never ever happens in a Dateline, by the way. I'd imagine like, nobody ever this has is affairs." An outlier. But I was actually kind of surprised because as soon as I found out that it was like a couple that went out there, I don't know. It seemed like they were happy.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know about the five previous marriages. Oh. And if that if I had caught that detail, yeah, then I would have suspected more. I would have but, worked up a narrative that she gets bored easy as they said.
0: But we don't we aren't told that four of them are dead. <laughs> no, that's you true. Know? Yeah, that's true. So Stacy's hot and passionate affair was, act- was with this man named Juan Reyes. And she'd been sleeping with him for six months. And not only just sleeping with him, <laughs> she had gotten him a job at her work. She and Richard actually owned the house that Juan lived in with his family. Yeah. So they couldn't do the business in the house that her and Richard owned that Juan lived in. So she rented a separate apartment. A sexy, love-making apartment for her and Juan to go to, to do the business. She paid for the truck that Juan drove. She paid for his cell phone bills. And they had just gone to Vegas on a little getaway and pretended it was a work trip. And not only had they gone to Vegas, she had paid for them to get the boat ride in the Venetian, which I'm pretty sure is $50 each, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to go around on that little boat in the Venetian, because I've never been on that boat. She's spending wildly. She must how much money does she spend? But seriously,
1: make? what's the deal with the money? So, There's a lot of money floating around.
0: Property number 2 Mm-hmm. A third apartment that's being rented. Mm. Se- a whole other cell phone. Right. This is insanity. I don't understand.
1: Right. A whole other truck.
0: A whole other truck. Oh my goodness. Okay. And a truck, not a car. A truck. Okay. Right. So the detectives ask if Juan knew that she was m- meeting Richard that Friday night. And she said, yes, she had told him on Tuesday or on Thursday, but she can't imagine that he would ever do this. But I guess I've seen enough TV to know strange things happen. So yeah, she's line. not telling them to look at Juan, but she is definitely telling them she to look is, at She
1: is, and I feel like in retrospect, that makes me like her a whole lot less. Oh, because you liked her a lot? I, di- I didn't think she was, I think she's pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. But by that time, felt like I understood why she was implicating Juan at the moment. Mm-hmm. But as the story unfolds...
0: The pushing them onto Juan is kind of messed up. So the detectives decide they need to go talk to Juan right away. It's still that night. They go to his house that, again, remember, Stacy and Richard own. That he lives in with his family and they bang on the doors and say, hey, wake up, let's go. It's about four in the morning and it's the night of the murder because this is all it all happened earlier in the evening. So they're they don't waste any time and they go get Juan because if he did it, they want to grab him right away. Sure. So they go knock on his nobody's up. Nobody comes to the door. And so Keith asks them, did you just tap 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 hello no they didn't they did the full police banging and they went around the house and banged on the windows and said police come out we need to talk to you juan get your act together Mm -hmm. but nobody comes to the door so they go to his work the next day he's there but his appearance has now changed in the pictures we're seeing him with what they call a beard jake does juan reyes have a beard in the pictures you saw
1: I mean, sure. I'm not gonna beard. I'm not gonna beard shame him. I mean, he no, might but have I been mean, on, it's on, not. It's not because a, he's
0: not trying to grow it. And no, he can't. yeah, but he it's might just, have just
1: had it short in the photo. He was in Vegas. If I go to if I go on we vacation, we see several photos, okay?
0: And I see it the same. So what is that on the beard trimmer? What what
1: gauges? I mean, it's pr- it's probably like a five at the most. You can
0: see skin through the beard. So I'm calling it a light beard. But his appearance now was, well, they make a big deal about it. They say he was now
1: beardless. I know, which I was like, okay, let's see. They bring it up
0: several times. And he has now shrunk his beard down to an appearance altering goatee. I didn't think that you would not be able to recognize him from beard to
1: goatee. That is a Van Dyke, by the way. Oh, I call yes. it the toilet seat. Okay. It's the toilet seat. You might have also gotten that from me. Okay,
0: I've, never <laughs> I've that called it you. the
1: toilet seat for years, but it's technically a Van Dyke.
0: Juan agrees to talk to the detectives without a lawyer for four hours. Whatever
1: <laughs> reason he does, I mean,
0: don't do that. Don't do that, Juan. So he admits, though, to having an affair with Stacy. Comes clean about all of that, but there is this discrepancy that happens again about this. This Stacy, remember. Stacy told the cops that she had told Juan on Tuesday or Wednesday that she was meeting Richard on Sunday for Valentine's Day. Juan tells the cops, "Yeah, I think she let me know on Friday that she was meeting Richard on Sunday for Valentine's Day. Why do we care about this at all, Jake? Why are we focused? This on- This is what I'm
1: talking about is that Stacy is setting up Juan. She is setting him up
0: oh. <gasps> You don't notice that? That's why she's telling him. That's why she's telling the cops, oh, I told him Tuesday or Wednesday very casually.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, change your appearance just to be safe or something.
0: Oh, so she is full. So that was her idea to do the Van Dyke.
1: I have no idea. But this dude looks so incredibly guilty. You know what I mean?
0: That is 100%. So the detectives call him on that discrepancy and he... Plays it off pretty good. I thought so. Cause we're seeing this all in the interview. And he says, well, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I, I am forgetful sometimes. And there's no part of that that doesn't seem believable. It seems right. like uh, he seems to just be like how I was. Why are we talking about this? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's, she told me sometime during the week, but he says he has nothing. He had nothing to do with Richard's death that night. Him and his son went to Blockbuster earlier in the evening. By 10 30, he was in bed. He does say that three or four hours later, he was up because he doesn't sleep much. But they rang his doorbell and banged on his walls for 15 minutes at 4 a.m. So they're saying, you didn't hear that? And he says, well, you know, I told you we sleep with fans on and I took a
1: Tylenol PM. Okay.
0: The Tylenol PM, I kind of buy because Tylenol PM can really
1: knock you out. Yeah, definitely. The box fans. I mean, box fans are loud, but I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Box fans are loud. Box fans are loud.
0: I was trying to figure out what kind of house it was. Yeah, that's what I don't because know because it would depend on where the primary bedroom was right. in the house. As a but,
1: yeah, are they banging on the garage door? You know what I mean? No, it's really good floors. Like who knows?
0: So he had t- told the cops, "I'm a kind of a light sleeper, or I don't sleep much." And he said he was up at four a.m. when he couldn't sleep, and they're like, "We were there." And he says, well, I didn't hear you. So he was up at 4 a.m., couldn't sleep, but he's still claiming that Juan's still claiming he doesn't know anything about the murder. Right. Keith says, really? Which is classic and beautiful.
1: Because it sounds very unlikely.
0: And it gets even worse because he takes a polygraph test. The detective says that he showed deception on the most important questions. Questions like, did you shoot Richard? Were you there when he was shot? Right. All of the really important murdery questions, he yeah. failed. And all of this basically adds up to he looks super suspicious. He fails a polygraph. He was out apparently at three or four in the morning the night of the crime, and he changed his appearance the next day when he comes in to talk to cops.
1: And yes. he's still going to Blockbuster in 2010. Think about that. I was still going to Blockbuster in 2011. And I felt like an outlier. And it was only because they had a lot of Blu-rays.
0: But you don't have kids.
1: And I don't have kids. But so maybe like, kids.
0: No, no, Katie, you don't you understand.
1: Nobody was in Blockbuster in 2011. Oh, so it's a likely story where I live. then. I see. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. Is it like, just nobody was there. So I'm like, okay.
0: Meanwhile, Richard's friend Bill tells us about seeing Richard the night before he was killed. And he actually overheard the phone call that Richard had with Stacy about meeting up at the park the next night, and Richard seems yeah. super happy. Nothing wrong again. This all was kind of shocking to his friends. And Bill talks tells us a little bit about the memorial, which was really sad and really yeah, touching. It was really and sad. Seemed beautiful. Yeah. Bill gave the eulogy. Said it was one of the hardest things he ever had to do. The pallbearers were all scouts, and everyone, mm-hmm. all the scouts, wrote messages on balloons and released them into the air. And at this point, it's really, really good that Kimberly isn't doing this episode because this would be an appropriate time for her to get on her environmentalist soapbox and tell it. Don't,
1: Jake, don't. I won't. I won't, but I also did think of the environmental impact. Oh,
0: for goodness' (laughs) sake! Well, I get it. We all know. Well, Kimberly will be very happy that you mentioned it, and that you, yeah, you're you're worried, you're concerned as well. We're all concerned. It's still a beautiful thing, and it's all the scouts. You've got to give them that. It's very sweet.
1: If you do a a loving tribute to me, can you also make sure that it's a green, loving tribute?
0: Yes, a balloon (laughs) drop in my closet. It'll be good. It'll be beautiful, though. It will be beautiful. <laughs> I will film it for YouTube. So police talk to Juan's wife, or sorry, ex-wife, who was living with Juan in that house owned by yes. Richard and Stacy at the time. She's living with Juan because they're attempting to reconcile at the time that all this goes down. So they bring this poor woman in and say, surprise, Also, very sorry, Juan is actually having an affair, and he has been for six months. So she thinks they're trying to reconcile for the kids. He's out boning his boss in the Venetian in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I'm not bitter, but a little bit. On a work trip. This woman backs up Juan's alibi. Right. After being told all of this, basically they say if she wanted to throw him under the bus, this was the time. She didn't hear the banging in the doorbell either, because nor she did was the there. kids. I have a lot of questions. Are they all wearing earmuffs? Are they sleeping I in, don't in helmets? Know. They're sleeping in
1: helmets. <laughs> It's like a dangerous but on your sleep helmet. Yeah. Helmet, it's it's time to learn as you sleep, I don't know. I have no clue what's going on there, but there's a house full of people that not did not hear the cop's knock is my point. So maybe they didn't knock quite as well as they or thought. Or
0: maybe they the did. house is made of titanium. Maybe yeah. it's made of something that it's so well panelled or they have soundproofing, who knows. Yeah. So it looked really bad for one about three minutes ago and now his mm-hmm. wife has completely alibied him and keith makes a very important statement and says juan is innocent he didn't do it so if keith is telling us juan didn't do it mm-hmm. we gotta move on it's not right. juan at yeah this i point. was like
1: oh okay it's definitely not juan that's exactly my reaction to that moment
0: although juan and his ex-wife's what, like relationship is definitely over
1: yeah so you're you gonna call it yeah, also touch. shout out to her for not throwing him under the bus stacy
0: exactly shout out to ex-wife reconciling wife ex-wife to for telling the truth so detective franklin didn't know where to turn he says he he likes to go to the park where it happened and stare out into the
1: world and think of richard he's wanted a case that haunted him for his whole career you're like a real cop when you got a case that you can't get out of your head Uh,
0: unfortunately this case that works if it's a cold case of decades a lot of this happens within the first three months, so yeah. it seems like it's been longer, but not that long, right? So Detective Franklin goes back and looks at the pictures of the tracks in the dirt. He had tried to find the make of the tire that matched these tracks. So he had he'd been looking online. He'd gone to car dealerships, tire places. He looked at car. He would look at cars next to him at traffic lights. And he's doing the work. He's putting the work in. But one day, a colleague finds the tire. He's at a tire place, and he spots the tire high up, and they say, well, that's a Goodyear Integrity. I just love the tire names.
1: I know. They're great.
0: So, of course, a million Goodyear Integrity tires are out there, so they're not going to check every single car in the area with those tires. But Detective Franklin gets a lucky break. They get a phone call from an IT tech at the medical center where Stacy works, Part of this guy's job was to clean out junk emails. Is that a job? Could I hire someone to do that for me?
1: It is a thing at my work that they tell you very clearly, like, your emails will be cleaned out if not addressed after maybe two months, I think.
0: Interesting.
1: So I can't go back to, oh, let me check that junk email folder from last year. It'll be empty.
0: That's pretty nice because I've gotten to yeah. the point where my Gmail is... They warn me about space. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many emails it takes to do that?
1: Yeah, I have that many. A lot? Yeah. It's
0: unpleasant. Okay, so this guy is doing all the junk emails. He had noticed that Stacy's email inbox for the weekend of the murder of Richard was completely clean. It was totally deleted. He didn't have to touch a thing. It was suspiciously clear. Mm -hmm. He thinks that's really weird. So he tattles on her. Tells mm-hmm. the cops. Very good. Good job on you, IT tech. She doesn't know, though, Stacy. I mean, she's a good Cub Scout mom. And I would think, based on her knowledge of Excel spreadsheets, that she would understand that emails are backed up. But apparently, right. she didn't know that.
1: I feel like employers aren't always 100% crystal clear about I think you like, should how just much assume. of your. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it I is think like you just maybe assume. don't plan the murder from your work account.
0: There we go. And they get a subpoena for all of her emails. Yeah. Not just for that weekend. They get all 4,000 emails, which still seems low based on what yeah, I have right now. Know, it's right? fine. It's, I don't want to think it's about it. Those are rookie
1: numbers. Yes, yeah.
0: Come on. Pull get it your together. numbers up, Stacy. together, Stacey. They find two emails to her. There's a ton of junk, they say, but they find two emails from her bank about transferring money from the real estate account. They're apparently wealthy enough to have a real estate account. Point yeah. one for home repairs. The two transfers: one was for eight thousand nine hundred and two dollars, and then the Friday before the murder, there was another one for eleven hundred dollars. So it's basically about ten grand. Yeah, and the money is being transferred to a person named Lenitra Ross, who turns out is a friend of Stacy's, and not just that, she's renting a house from Stacy. So what in the world? How many properties do they own? Juan and his ex-wife and family are renting a house. This girl Lenitra's got another house from Stacy. Yeah. How many properties?
1: What? Where's the money coming from? What's going on? Is this family equity? What's Is this good?
0: from the five marriages?
1: Maybe. Do you think alimony, that she child she support? got wackadoo alimony from yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Then I feel like the only reason she doesn't divorce him is because he ain't got no money.
0: It would be bananas if Dateline – it would be very odd if Dateline didn't tell us that there had been previous deaths. So I don't think any of – Right.
1: I feel the same way. This is not like a spider woman type of situation.
0: Black Widow, that is that Black what
1: Widow, I mean? thank you. Sp- <laughs> Spider Woman, I was not to be
0: confused the- with Spider Man, who's actually a teenager. But right. that's another I whole know. Other thing What's that whole it other makes thing? me grumpy. So. The cops go, the detectives go and talk to Lenitra, and she says she got the money for repairs for this rental house that she's living in. They had to fix leaks, carpets. They had to fix the roof, which I know is expensive. Yes. She says they got it fixed, and Stacy reimbursed her for the cost of all of these repairs. So that's a dead end, too. And now we're about a month into the investigation. Now, based on how the detective talks about this case, you would think this was his... Moby Dick. You really do think this is his, his whale. I think it is. Because, but if we are a month in. We're not a year in. We're a month in right, when they get another... Right. All of this has happened within the first month. I mean, based yeah. on some of the datelines, these things go on for just decades. Of course.
1: Yeah, right. So,
0: anyways, Detective Franklin gets another important call. This time, it's Stacy's cousin, Connie, who does appear on dateline she is interviewed and she had been debating whether or not she should call stacy was like a big sister to her but stacy was messing up connie says that stacy was supposed to sell her grandparents impala because they needed some money for medical bills connie saw the car at stacy's house and then didn't see the car at stacy's house and then all of a sudden saw it again and then didn't it, she didn't know what was going on with the car but one day stacy says hey, I sold the car, I got $16,000 for it. Is that, I'm sorry, can you, why? Is an Impala? Why, why would you get? Started? Yeah,
1: Impalas are really desirable. Yes, they are. They just are. I don't know why people like them. Okay. They just always have been like a popular model. I mean, I didn't see if it was like a super sport or whatever. Those things were nuts. They were like, but that was like a mid-90s car. But I think even those still retain their value because they're basically muscle cars a lot of the time.
0: If I was going to buy an Impala today on the lot, how much would I expect to spend?
1: I don't know. I don't think they're quite the same. I don't think they're quite as tough as they used to. I remember at some point they like turned it more into a sedan. But at a certain point, it was like... A muscle. Okay. Yeah, kind of like a sedani muscle car. So
0: if it's a grandparents Impala, there is a good chance that it is the version you're talking about. That's what it was. I was thinking. I see. So sixteen mm-hmm. grand is a lot. But Connie never saw this money. Cousin Connie never actually saw the $16,000. Stacey just told right. her she got it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And she
0: never gave it to the grandparents. So detectives track down this Impala. She's finally sold it. And lo and behold, it has the Goodwill Integrity tires on it but the detectives need to know who was actually in this car the night that it drove to the murder. So the Detective, so detective Franklin, grasping at straws, decides to do a tower dump. And we've seen these before, and what this mm-hmm. is is an information dump from a cell tower near the crime scene. He wants all the calls that happened the night of the murder between 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. His thinking is... The killer we know showed up first. And we don't know what time the ki- the murderer showed up. So he could have just been sitting there in his car doing what? Probably playing Candy Crush or whatever 2010 right. version of that on his phone.
1: Mm-hmm. Angry Birds, I think. Angry Birds, probably, Settlers of
0: Catan. Yeah. Or he was getting bored and so he called someone. And that's really right. what they want. And this is very smart. This detective is smart. There are thousands of calls, though, that night from this tower between that time period. So he right. compares the numbers on the dump to the numbers in Stacy's phone. Stacy has 250 contacts, and it looks like he is searching him by hand. He has a legal pad with the, and I'm not sure if this is just Dateline B roll, but he's literally got a legal pad with numbers written on it, and he's cross checking against a different list. And I know. You can do that in Excel. Mm-hmm. I know you can do a number match. I don't know how to do it. And I feel like it might take you as much time to figure out how to do it in Excel. But I know that that is something. It's not you.
1: control F. No, but you'd so have to do like it. it.
0: Oh, for every single number. No, but I think there's a number matching where you,
1: you. It seems like a task that would just be time intensive. Like it would take a, a few people. A minute. A minute to Thousands. do because you just have to look through numbers and then you have to worry about human error, which is a whole other kettle of fish. You're yeah. right. Automating it is the smartest way. But his name is not Detective Spreadsheet. It's Detective Franklin. So maybe that's So he's why. the father
0: of invention.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, maybe.
0: And he finds a match.
1: He does find a match. One way or the other, he finds a match.
0: within a hun- At the 150th search, he finds a match. And it's some dude named Reggie. So, Reggie made a call that night using that tower. This call is at 8.40 p.m. for 28 seconds. And this guy, Reggie, is in Stacy's list of contacts. So, the detective thinks... Richard probably got there around 830-ish, and they think he was killed right away. The minute he got there, he got out of his car because he saw something. And what I'm guessing is he saw the Impala, thinking Stacy was driving the Impala that night. Right,
1: right. Right? And so... That makes sense. He gets out of his car,
0: walks towards the Impala, and then this guy Reggie shoots him. And Reggie makes a call at 840 for 28 seconds. So right after this would have happened under the in Stacy's contact list in her phone, Reggie's is under a company name. He has that little area filled out in her contacts. And it says, Mr. Results. And I immediately was said guilty. (sighs) Guilty. Mr. Results, huh? That could go either way. And apparently it does. So. The detective gives it a bing, Mr. Results, and finds Mr. Results' personal training run by Reginald Coleman. He's a personal trainer and former semi-pro boxer, who also happens to hold workout sessions at Stacy's office. Have you done that, office workouts? They did it at a place where we used to work.
1: No, I think the closest, I don't think I've even ever used like a work gym. They're usually for full-timers, and I'm usually contract-
0: well, actually, Reggie was kind of contract, too. It was we'll get contract. to it. So <laughs> all I know is that there's got to be an easier way to get results than Mr. Results. And the best way I can think of is Athletic Greens. I started mm-hmm. taking AG1 because I knew the incredible health benefits of a good multivitamin. I really wanted something simple, and I wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. I wanted to see what all the hype was about. I've heard Mm -hmm. about Athletic Greens, Mm -hmm. and it did not disappoint. It tastes delicious. It doesn't Mm -hmm. taste super healthy. It's got this kind of mild tropical taste that I swear I taste a little bit of vanilla in. I don't know why. That's just like an underpinning flavor that I get, but I love it. So what is it? What is With one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Mm -hmm. It makes you a superhuman. So what I do is... (laughs) In the morning, I put a scoop of AG1 in this reusable water container, and I shake it up and I drink it down while I'm putting my face on. It's a really easy way to make sure that I drink it every day. I'm sticking to it. The benefits are just too big to be ignored. They support better sleep quality and recovery, which is something I really need, and mental clarity and alertness, which is something I really need. And Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science. And you know a date with Dateline loves a company with a conscience, and Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company, and for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need.
2: That's amazing.
0: So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. I love the travel pack. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash date dateline. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash date dateline to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens is nutrition. There we go. (laughs) Thank you so much, Athletic Greens. Give them a try. If you're on the fence, give them a try.
2: And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Let's talk about burnout. I've been feeling burned out. I've been working a lot. I've been feeling overwhelmed. So even when I'm relaxing, you know, when you're relaxing and you're not really relaxed, there's like this edge to your relaxation.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. Of course, I'm it, yes. thinking
2: not just about work, but I'm thinking about other people, other people's problems, family, family problems, obligations, things happening in July, things happening in 2027. I'm thinking about I getcha, you got me. And because I'm not just a podcaster, along with my other jobs, I have more roles, like I'm a daughter, and I'm a friend, and I'm those are, I think, the only two. But symptoms. you
0: sister. Your brother is getting married. Oh, my You're brother. a sister. I'm
2: a sister as well. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. See, that's I'm so burned out that I forgot that I was a sister as well. Symptoms of burnout can include lack of motivation. Check. Irritability. I'm always a check on that one. So that doesn't really count. Fatigue no and sleeping too much or too little. Triple check. Better help Online therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking to my therapist has helped me figure out what's causing stress in my life, why I'm feeling burnout, and what I can do about it. It also just reminds me to sit down once a week, talk to someone, and slow down and just breathe. Just like... Let's all just breathe together. Therapy is a huge help for me, and it might be for you too. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com dateline. That's B-E-T-T-E-R. H-E-L-P dot com slash dateline. Because we can all use a little better. Help. Thank you, BetterHelp. Thank you, Better Help.
0: So back to Mr. Results. Right. The number Reggie called that night, the night of the murder at 840, was Dun-dun-dun-dun, Lenitra Ross. Remember her? She was the house repair money lady from earlier that lives in the rental house that's owned by Richard yes. and Stacey. The detective pulls phone records for all three of them, for Reggie, Lenitra, and Stacy. He goes through hundreds of calls, and now we get this amazing dateline diagram, which – thank you so much for this dateline. I love it – which tells you about the phone calls that happened the night of the murder. Okay. So on the night of the murder, 6.42, Reggie calls Lenitra. Then three minutes later, 6.45, Lenitra calls Stacy. And then at 6.48, so three minutes after that, Lenitra calls Reggie back. So the detective thinks this is basically a confirmation call. Are we still doing this? Are we on for tonight? Are we go? Is it a go time? Is it is this happening? It, it's very clear that's what's happening. Cause it's like boom, 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 right. boom, boom. Again, the phone call happens from the cell phone tower by the murder at 8.40. And we think that this is Reggie calling Lenitra to say, hey, it's done. Because 20 minutes later at 9 o'clock, lenitra texts stacy happy valentine's day Mm -hmm. and stacy responds by the way good night love you Mm -hmm. which gave me the chills i didn't like that they didn't tell us in the dateline but i paused the screen and there's also a lot of texts between them that are kind of wild i wanted yeah i would like i didn't
1: pause them you should you didn't get any more of them
0: I got a few. There's a weird one the next day, or a few days later, about, hey, sorry, I I have to do this. I have to call out because he came over last night and was really mean, and I'm assuming she's talking about Reggie. It's Lenitra to Stacey. It's real creepy. Uh It's it's not good.
1: That's weird. A contract killer? He's difficult to deal with. That's weird. I wonder why.
0: (laughs) So That's a good point. So the detective Franklin starts to look at the bank records, because the cell phone records are great. This is a lot of proof, but what he really needs is a money trail to prove that this is murder for hire. It turns out only $1,800 of the 10000 went for actual home repair. Lenitra had cashed in most of the repair money. We see all of these checks and wrote a check at some point to Reggie for $700. Thoughts?
1: It's that low. Well, you get what you pay for, but then Stacy well, doesn't know she's not paying for it. Lenitra yeah, kind of, like, grafted Mr. Results out of his paycheck. Sc- sketchy behavior all around, people. Really bad. Lenitra skimmed a lot off the top. How do you sell that? Hey, I need you to do your thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know my usual fee. It's $10,000. Here's the thing. It's, it's real weird. 700
0: It must have been in cash. So the cops arrest... Stacy, Lenitra, Reggie, and charge them all with first-degree murder. And now we get to meet defense attorney Max Hirsch with uh-huh. a deep side part and a deep knowledge of law. I'm just kidding. He was <laughs> fine. I didn't have a lot of problems with Max. Sometimes yeah. we get defense attorneys that are very tricky. He was okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He tells Stacy, look, I don't know how we're going to defend this case. They've got a lot on you. And she tells her lawyer, no. The jig is up. I did this. I know what I did was wrong. No more lying. No more lies, which I've never seen that in a dateline ever, to be honest. This is a first for me. She confesses to the lawyer what happened and then confesses to the detectives. She says, here's how it happened. I was having lunch with Lenitra. I said, I wish my husband was dead. And Lenitra offers up her sometimes boyfriend, Reggie to do the deed for her. She says, oh, yeah, Reggie does this. You know, this is how he supplements his income. He does jobs.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I was like, hey, look, I don't mean to burst your bubble or anything. But I think if you're a successful contract killer, I don't think you're just in the phone book. Yeah, maybe he was muscle. I'm gonna go back to Mr. Results. Right. If I, muscle and muscle? No, I was thinking maybe he's muscle for hire, so he'll break somebody's legs, you know what I mean? That kind of thing.
0: I fully agree. I think Lenitra oversold him, and Mm -hmm. he actually had never probably done this before.
1: Although he does an okay job.
0: He doesn't. He actually does a terrible job. Except for he shoots him five times. I think a contract killer also would park down the street and walk to the area and wait.
1: Well, they're still going to leave some kind of prints. So then the no. detective is just looking for Florsheim super softs or whatever.
0: But I think probably a contract killer knows how to not leave
1: prints. It's shoe boxes They put, or rather they put tissue boxes. The baggies. The, <laughs> the baggies. The baggies.
0: <laughs> he did baggies. Yeah.
1: We usually use black ones because you don't want to just have the only thing. You could see the darkness, the white baggies you've tied around your loafers.
0: Or you wear a very common Walmart boot, three sizes right. too big.
1: Exactly. I think Probably
0: contract killers exactly. know what they're doing. He did not know what he was doing. But also, I just don't... I don't think he does this. I don't think this is no. something he regularly does. Yeah. I think that Lenitra is overselling him because she sees dollar signs.
1: And I agree.
0: So, Lenitra hooks them all up. The three of them meet. Reggie, Stacy, and Lenitra. And Reggie agrees to go ahead and do this killing for $10,000. Oh, and the Impala. Oh, and also... The house that Lenitra is currently renting, which is way more, right? Way more than a normal hit. All right. of a sudden, it went from oh wait, it's seven hundred dollars to ten grand plus sixteen grand at least whatever the Impala's worth. Sure. So we're up to maybe thirty grand Yeah. plus, even if the house is worth one hundred and fifty thousand. I'm just right. like, what are you talking about? Or even
1: 85000 or something. This is, like below this is all of a sudden you know I mean? like,
0: a yeah. well over $100,000 hit. This is shocking. So all three of them go to this spot in the park to check it out and see if this would be a good spot for the murder to take place. And Reggie even says... You know, this is great. I might have to use this place more often, which again, I feel like is not what a professional hitman would say when you go to a spot and be like, oh, interesting. I just, Yeah, great
1: spot. This is where I will do more future murders. It's weird. People keep getting killed in this clearing. This dirt road. What, what can we do about it? And it keeps being this Goodyear Integrity track. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, he's obviously an amateur.
0: What I don't understand is why they didn't track the Impala to Reggie before any of this. Because they found out that the car had been sold. Why didn't they find out that Reggie bought the car? I don't know. They had to use the phone records to do that.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't pull DMV records or track who owns the Impala now. That seemed to be...
0: It seemed like the cell phone calls were the linchpin in the whole thing. But to me, it's right. like, well, cousin Connie told you she sold the Impala. The Impala tires match the ones at the crime scene. Why don't you find out who owns that car, which is apparently Reggie, and see if he knows Stacey. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? It feels like that's yeah. an easier road to hoe than the tower dump and a legal right. pad with the numbers. Yeah, right. Okay, that's, that's a lot of work. I'm not telling him how to do his job. I'm just trying to help for next time.
1: Yeah, I suppose it just depends on who what he knew when. Did he know the timeline of like Yes, it th- could be Paula had yeah. these Goodyear tires who has the Impala. But we do we in the Dateline episode
0: time. timeline, we find out about who, we find out that the Impala was sold before we find out about the cell phone numbers. I think these are all happening simultaneously. Yeah,
1: probably so. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it's an overwhelming amount of evidence, obviously. So they meet at the spot, they work it out, how this is how it's going to happen with the Valentine's Day murder. It's pretty disgusting. Stacy does say, Reggie botched the murder. It was supposed to actually be a robbery. He was supposed right. to take the ring and the watch and the money. And Stacy said there was supposed to be one shot to the head, lights out. I didn't want him to suffer. That's it.
1: So, I have an alternate theory about theory? what happens. So Reggie's sitting there in his dark car in the cut with the lights off. His eyes have adjusted to the darkness Then the bright light Richard pulls in with his lights on, blows Reggie's vision out, and he can't see great. So that's why he overshoots him. That's my theory.
0: Again, not professional, and you're totally right. right. That's exactly what happened. I didn't think about that. That's very smart. Good job. So now let's go to the motive. Why? Why did Stacy want Richard killed? It's pretty salacious. Also, trigger warning. We're about Mm -hmm. to talk about some abuse of a child nature. So just a heads up, if you want to skip ahead, I would skip ahead about three minutes right now. I'm going to go through it quick. So that's it. So Stacy thought that Richard was actually molesting her sons. They were acting out, she said. And one of her sons said to her, you don't know, mom. You don't know what he does when you're not here. So in Stacy's mind, this sets off Just a bazillion alarms, and she doesn't want to go to the police. She just wants Richard dead, which makes sense because we find out now that Stacy herself was abused as a child and doesn't want it to happen to her kids. So, does she sit her sons down and say, I need you to tell me exactly what Richard did and what happened? No. Does she take her sons to therapy and have them talk to a therapist? No. Does she have to do that? No. But I would think you would definitely want to make sure before you plan a murder.
1: Yeah. So
0: it's a pretty dangerous It's a pretty dangerous assumption you're making there. Um, I think,
1: to be fair, I think they sort of downplay how manipulative and sketchy Stacy really is in this episode. I don't think they sell it that hard. Because she's already had her husband murdered. Mm-hmm. She definitely threw a tremendous amount of uh, suspicion on her boyfriend. And then at the 11th hour, she's like, here's my reason. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I guess I can see why. Although you want to know what happened, right? So you talk to the kids. But yeah, I, I think th- this is now the third time that she's – or at least the second time that she's successfully duped. The police to some degree.
0: Really good point.
1: With her mom core, you know Yes. Spreadsheet vibes. Club Mom Excel woman. But meanwhile she's got a side dude, you know what I'm saying? I think there's more sketch to Stacey than they tumble onto.
0: I I agree. I do agree. Yeah. And they didn't go hard on her. I see what you're saying. Like yeah. sometimes in yeah. these episodes too, they really hit hard, and they, mm-hmm. they didn't on this. Um, you take
1: a couple of her things that's face value and move on, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So she tells the detectives that after the arrest, her sons asked her why, why she did this, What, why did you murder dad? Mm-hmm. She explained that, look, this had happened to me when I was a little girl, and I just couldn't bear it also happening to you. And her son said, no, no, I'm sorry, I exaggerated, no. I blew things out of proportion.
1: So So, now even the kid has a certain sense of, like, ownership or fault, right?
0: Oh, this is messed up in a few ways. Because under no circumstances did a Mm -hmm. kid say proportion. Blew things out of proportion is not a kid term. That's not what a seven-year-old says. Just saying.
1: True. But,
0: yeah, this is the hardest thing because... The kid now has the guilt. He carries the guilt of his father's death. It's extremely manipulative on her part. That's what
1: I'm saying. It's like she is incapable of, it seems, to be like really owning that she like, in cold blood, had her husband killed. Yeah, I did this
0: because, 100%. So, Keith says right now, but was the motive she gave true, or was the more venal truth still withheld? Jake, why don't you explain to the listeners what venal means? (laughs)
1: uh it's greed it means greedy
0: oh yeah i knew that everyone else knew that too just wanted to make sure just in case it seemed like a difficult word so moving on dateline tries to interview Stacy but prison says no Stacy pleads guilty to murder actually so does Reggie Lenitra decides to go to she's a crafty one but she's also found guilty so they all get life without parole it's a clean sweep on this and the case is finally closed for Detective Franklin even though it really has only been three months Detective Franklin you did a good job you wrapped this up pretty quick yeah really I think you did
1: good sir you exceeded expectations
0: a few days after (laughs) a few days after Stacy was sent away Richard's sister Sister goes to see her in prison and glares at her through the glass and says look I don't believe you Stacy I don't want any bull I don't want any lies why did you have Richard killed and after a long pause Stacy says because of my actions and because of the way I was living my life at the time I knew I couldn't divorce Richard he would have had enough of a chance to get custody of my kids that he had adopted legally and I just couldn't let that happen sister looks at her hangs up the phone, says thank you, hangs up the phone and walks out. So the one thing that I feel about this is thank God, because I think the whole kid conversation thing is made up. Mm -hmm. I don't think she had those conversations with her kid.
1: Yeah, I think she's probably...
0: I think she was looking for sentence leniency.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I also think they have... They have danced around, but the you rereading that conversation between Richard's sister and Stacy makes me think that there were probably drugs involved. You know what I mean? because I've never of my been actions happier at in the my time.
0: life. Did everyone just hear what Jake said? It's always me. I'm always the one that says drugs, like drugs yeah, okay
1: it's drugs it's- that's druggy behavior. She's out of control. It is druggy behavior, yeah. for sure. Yeah,
0: and it's what she's saying because the I took it at first of uh, my actions and the way I was living my life as the affair, but it wasn't going to be just the affair. There's a there's another they're element they're going to start finding out about. about
1: that her stuff that she's been doing for fun one hundred percent. And
0: I think that the, something may have happened to her as a child. I can't say that that's true, but I think right, she's we don't know using things to her advantage to get sentence leniency and not. Because no kid said blowing it out of proportion. That was the biggest red flag to me. And the way she – and she's recounting that conversation in verbatim. This is exactly what he said. And can you imagine a seven-year-old being like, no, mom, I exaggerated. I blew it out of proportion. No kid said that.
1: (laughs) I might have, but – Well,
0: maybe, but I I don't know. I just don't – I doubt it. I really, really doubt it. So – It really bothered me. But yeah, I think that you might be right. I think there's something else happening. I really hope it's not true. And because I really hope that kid isn't living with some sort of weird guilt that's, and I hope at the very least that his aunt, Richard's sister, told that kid, hey, 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 this had nothing to do with you. Right. This was about custody. I have to think also that it's about money.
1: I think it was about money. They don't tell
0: us that there's a life insurance policy on this, but she works at a big corporation. You've got life insurance personnel. Policies on both you and your husband, no question.
1: No I also question. think that Richard not only would have had a good claim to the children if he was support the main supporter and stay at home dad, he would have probably had a likely strong Properties. claim for alimony and property alimony and child support. You're but, totally sorry. right.
0: Oh, yeah. so we end the episode with Richard's scout friend Bill remembering him and talking about something called the Richard Fire, which is. A fire that the scouts would build that is a huge bonfire. And they would say, if the flames aren't licking the top of the trees, then it's not a big enough fire. And it's sort of lovely because he's a ginger. So I sort of love it that Richard's Mm -hmm. fire is his thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when the fire gets really big, they sit around and remember Richard. And that was very sweet. It was a very sweet ending. I'm just very sad that Richard ever came into contact with Stacy, to be honest.
1: Yeah, what a tragedy yeah. I wish there was a little more Richard in the episode.
0: Me and you know what? If it had been an hour, if it had been a two hour, yeah. we would have gotten more. They
1: would have okay. Because I, I felt like they really just do some sort of backgrounding on him, yeah. and I would have. It would have been nice to know more.
0: Okay, so B roll bonanza, Jake. This is your first time at B roll bonanza. I don't want you to stress, yes. but it'll be fine. Hot air balloons. We get a lot of footage of hot air yes, balloons. Yes, we which do. Is very exciting. We get a very hazy picture of Juan at one point that looks like he might have a joint in his mouth
1: mhm yeah i don't know it's tough to tell
0: probably we see a one shot of detective franklin and there is the way that the that it's shot is through the blinds it's the camera through the blinds into the yeah. office which always looks like a film noir we do get cousin connie walking around looking at stuff just walking around town and yeah. then at one point checking her iPad, we don't often see an iPad.
1: I thought this was much earlier. I thought this was the 90s, the whole case. It does. Because they said blockbuster really? and ro- rollerblading. I was like, oh, that's a 90s case. No, not at all. No, it's relatively recent.
0: And then Juan and Stacy on their Venetian boat ride a picture of them kissing. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Did you have any B-roll?
1: The rollerblading.
0: Oh, yeah. was good. You the know. roller they did say roller skating and I was like that's really rollerblading. They did say roller, roller skating. Blading. Lots of scout pictures too. Lots of scouting. Yeah. Did it remind you of your scouting? Did you go to camps like full sleepaway camps?
1: I think we must have
0: What was the hardest thing to learn?
1: Knots were hard. Knots oh. was tough. You have how to learn, many? to like, a lot like it's I thought it was like 10 or so. Oh. It was a lot of knots and I fun fact struggled to learn how to tie my shoes. Yeah, same. I'm fine now, but for some reason I was like, oh, no, knots. I'm not good at knots.
0: Did you retain anything from the Cub Scout? Yeah, slip
1: knots relatively easy. It's also basically how you tie a tie, so it's not. What else? I think I could probably safely build a fire. You know, so that it wouldn't, like, rage out of control. That's not that big a deal. Did you learn whittling? Was there whittling? So, okay, I'll tell you two special memories from Cub Scouts. Let's go. Uh, Hands down, the best part about Cub Scouts to me was the Soapbox Derby. I was terrible at it. It was my grandfather who was helping me. Who Is that was also, you make the
0: little cars?
1: That's where you take a block of wood and you whittle it into a car. Oh, I know because oh, I've
0: done it. Yes. Okay. I did it in so, the church version of Cub Scouts called Awanas. And okay, I always gotcha. wanted to win and you put little weights on the car. Okay.
1: Excuse me. Hold on. You gave me a lot of grief about Weeblos and then you just hit me with Awanas. Awanas. So you want to go to heaven? I want to go to heaven. <laughs> Is that really it?
0: Yeah, you'd get badges for memorizing Bible verses. Okay. You want to quiz me? <laughs> Second <laughs> no. Corinthians? All right, go ahead.
1: Let's go. What else? But the weight thing, that was my whole point, is that we cut the wood Yes, out, I know it. it was like, very cool, I my decals, and I think I gave it a Tiger stripe paint job. And it just got dusted by this non, you know, tiny piece of wood that with a ton of lead on it. I was like, oh, okay, gotcha. That was like... That was actually my thinking when I was talking about, like, the -the state-of-the-art hot air balloon because I was like, did somebody come up with that? Because I remember in Soapbox Derby. Did you copy it the next year? I don't think I did. I think I was like, I see what you're doing and I don't really care. I just want to make – I just wanted to design. the artist. Okay. So I was oh, like, yeah, I just wanted you just to design, want to design a the car. Cool car. All right. And there we really, go. I was like, I'm obviously going to le- lose. I don't know how to liquefy lead. So, oh. you know what I mean? This isn't going to happen. The Scouts didn't
0: teach you everything, did they? Didn't teach you how to liquefy lead so you could turn <laughs> I mean, into the Terminator. I'm
1: right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, what else? Okay.
1: Uh, then we had a fundraising aspect. And uh, no, we had those tchotchkes kits it was like did you want to buy your sponges from a child six months from now stop <laughs> it you know your hand towels it would be like assorted sundry household items and you what's have that it in mlm
0: a kit what's the big it's, one
1: it probably like amway. amway yeah it was basically amway but a fundraising aspect now the best part was my mom was an avon dealer so I would come along to the Avon things with my kit, and I would wear my uniform, and I'd be a tighted child, wearing a uniform, asking if you wanted to buy hand towels. Were you bald? To, no, I had hair, thank did you. Did you have a bowl cut? Probably. Yeah, oh, I'm that's. I, I would buy a from a child with a bowl cut, or yeah. a bald child. And your 75-year-old widow, who yeah. just gets Avon, that's your five things you do a month with them. Oh yeah, people.
0: you're buying sponges and tea
1: towels from you. I killed it. I raised way more money than anybody else. Everybody else struggled to meet my my, goal the next year. And I I didn't do it the next year because I was like, I already did that. I won.
0: That's amazing. But that was my
1: hustle was that I brought my stuff to the Avon.
0: Oh, that's uh, so good. Drop
1: off and order sessions.
0: How much were the sponges? Were they like exorbitantly... Get it? Absorbently expensive.
1: <laughs> I have no concept. I don't even know what I won. I don't think I won anything. I might have won. Sometimes they do those, and you get a ten speed. I don't remember getting anything. So who knows? But I remember smashing it. It was weird. Yeah,
0: you did smash it.
1: I did. I was pretty. I was pretty good at making money as a little kid. Now that I think about it, I was pretty good at. That's
0: it. a weird talent, but I respect I was poor. it. Poor.
1: I was a poor kid i respect so I it like,
0: more than what stacy did which is yes lie and obviously made more money than god which now makes me think drugs too
1: yeah there's a lot of there's, there's a lot, lot of, of money. weirdness
0: going on here there's too right. much money
1: mm, that's what i'm saying that's what i've been trying to say is no there's too it's, much money it's
0: too much for money too much money even an
1: administrative uh, position for in a medical
0: anyone so fashion police I mean there there's an important there's one. a
1: real there's a couple important ones.
0: We could start with the most important one. Which we can one? We could end with it. Which is going to be the hot air balloon zip up the jacket. warm up
1: jacket with the hot air balloon all over print with beret and beret. Yeah. So there was a very vision streetwear look that he had going. I could I see it. you
0: in it. For I, sure. I was
1: too much for me.
0: If I found that jacket
1: you would wear it. I would wear – I'm anti-beret officially. I feel like you could do a beret. But I wouldn't wear a beret. It's a little poser. Berets are hard. Poser is exactly right. It's really But there was hard. a time in the 80s where a beret was like an acceptable street fashion. And I don't think so. I think that I'd like that to go away, please. And it did.
0: But I'm going to say this. I am very envious when I see somebody pulling off a beret. I've seen it uh-huh, before. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, Juliette Binoche can wear a beret sure, every day of the right. week if she wants. You're a French person. Wear a beret. Go yeah, for it. yeah. Also, some other people can pull it off. And it's mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm jealous of it. I think yeah. it's why I get angsty about it. And Maybe why that's I feel it. it. And just I have an envy. But I want that hot air balloon jacket yesterday. Pretty great. I may have already looked it up on eBay. I'm trying to find Did it. Did you? Yeah. okay you have to face what you fear mm-hmm. i, I want to face the hot air balloon so i'm just gonna wear them on my body that makes sense what else did you see besides the renaissance ones?
1: i really enjoyed richard's penchant for wearing overalls jake which he is in he wears a lot a couple of times and i'm like i understand why because they're comfortable and functional
0: jake has been known to wear an overall
1: I love as an adult, as a fully grown
0: adult, not in Cub Scouts. They were like pretty
1: poppin' in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Come on, think about all the overall short. No, I do. I know. Straight up thing in the '90s, and then that.
0: You know what's weird is a song just popped into my head.
1: Ooh, Mm. I wanna (laughs) TikTok you don't stop. Yeah,
0: that just popped into my head.
1: Color, color me what?
0: Probably out of nowhere. Anything else? Was there any other fashions
1: obviously richard was the most stylish person in this whole
0: most fun most stylish most wanted to get to know it's it's a shame yeah it's worse than a shame it's really a tragedy stacy come terrible. on and stacy was not styling right also why why'd you cheat on richard stacy richard seemed think- great
1: who knows what was going on with Stacy? I don't think we got to got a real look at Stacy, to be totally honest. We I don't think her. I want a
0: real look at Stacy. I've seen all I need to see.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel I've about it. I've seen all I
0: need to see on this. Okay, titles. This is important and it's I'm not saying it's a test, but it's a total
1: test. Okay. Do you want me to go? How many do you have? I only have one.
0: Oh, well then I'll go first. Okay. Mr. Partial Results. <laughs> Sick and tired. Um, Zero Integrity, and then How to Excel at Murder. Oh,
1: that one's good.
0: And I have one more that's exceptionally good, but I'll wait for yours.
1: Okay. I only have one, The World's a Nicer Place in My Beautiful Balloon.
0: Aww. Is that a song?
1: It's from Up, Up, and Away.
0: Is that a song or a movie?
1: It's a song about Up, Up, and Away in My Beautiful Balloon. It's literally a song about a hot air balloon by The Fifth Dimension.
0: Do you sing it around a campfire?
1: Up, up and away in my beautiful balloon. It's like an easy listening classic. I can't believe you don't I don't know, know this. Song? I'm
0: shocked. I know I'm, I'm shocked.
1: i deeply I'm shocked. I must know, know it. I
0: must know. I'm writing it down. I must cannot know it. I cannot believe okay.
1: that you don't know it. That's
0: weird. I know all my easy listening. So hold on a second. Okay, yeah. here we go. I got my main one. Are you ready? Go for it. This works on two levels. Tracking a killer. Tracking from scouts tracks
1: oh okay good job yeah that was excellent see Thank sorry you. i'm i i didn't really no you're that. new it's okay that's fine <laughs> i was pleased that it that i went with an obscure song well not an obscure song but
0: i'm pleased that you went with a song because there's one thing we do it's sing a lot so and you yeah i i feel like i know that song
1: i've got to know that i song. am flabbergasted it it is a stone cold classic i don't know it's the same band that does aquarius the popular version of aquarius this is the dawn. Yes, you know, I know Aquarius, but I don't know so if I'm trying to that think. that same, like, group, in my choral, orchestral. Yeah, I It's gotcha. about a hot air balloon and how much they love it.
0: I'm still not doing it. Would you go today if somebody asked you tomorrow sure, for a free balloon ride?
1: Oh, wow. I'd actually like to take an untethered ride. Well, it's been nice knowing you. People take hot air balloon rides all the time. What is the death
0: rate in a hot air balloon? It's
1: probably high. It's probably like 50%. Amateur, amateur pilot type 50%. rates where you're like, oh, he's an amateur pilot. How do you die? Mm, well, he crashes. Every
0: single time. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. you you do that on your own time. That's good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jake, for joining for this very, very extra special cheat date of A Date it's with Bake. It's my date pleasure. Night. Kimberly will be back with us next week. And if you want to hear more of Jake, which I'm sure you do because he's a delightful human, go check out A Date with the Bake. There are three seasons, the last two of which Jake is our third host on that show, if I didn't make it clear. So go check it out, because some of those are funny. Also, RC Cola. RC Cola's (laughs) a brand, though. Coke,
1: Pepsi, or RC. It's like the brand that you're bummed they have. Do
0: you think people prefer RC Cola?
1: I absolutely know there are people who love RC Cola. Oh, well, see, there you
0: go. Then being RC Cola is a good thing. You know what? This week, be your own RC Cola.
1: (laughs) That's excellent advice.
0: That's it. We did it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Is there a Goodyear Fireball? That's a terrible name for a tire, but... That there was like a it burns for up.
1: many years in uh oklahoma my family had a good shop for years they we were tired people what does that mean my my grandpa sold tires and then my uncle sold tires after him and his son sells tires
0: well that's a little tiring i mean after a
1: while oh, <laughs> yeah I, I felt like it was You're welcome. too but You're welcome. yeah it's for- got to be a lot because I have thousands cuz I archive everything and I still have a decent amount of space on my G drive.
0: Oh, I'm always so I'm always a in a the lot. red.
1: It's a lot. <laughs> it's it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, I little, need a, a person.
0: I gonna. if you're out there and you're an IT tech looking for part-time work, I have a two-month gig for you.
1: We have a mutual friend who showed me how to do it, and what you do is you just click all and then you click delete.
0: Well, I'm not doing that. I can't and do And then all. you
1: start over and you say I'm going to be a inbox zero person or whatever.
0: Can I get a new name too? Can I start over as like a new human?
1: <laughs> I want to I mean, start over
0: from the beginning. Actually, I'd like from the my, very excuse beginning.
1: Excuse me, my email ha- emails have gotten completely out of control, and I would like a do over for my life. Thank you. Thank you. I would like let's, to respawn.
0: Let's try this again. There's yeah, too many
1: people in this current timeline who want my attention. And I'm I want to go back act- to the beginning to make it less people. Yeah,
0: that'd be good. And I'd like to just try Thank it on you. my own, like maybe in the woods with a wolf. Let me try that too. Can we try that this time? Thanks. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to retain the
1: knowledge here, but I'd also like to (laughs) alternately be raised by wolves. So I can be like, well, I'm sorry for my poor table manners. I was, you know, in fact, raised by wolves.
0: No, I'll just stay there. I won't ever come in. I'll just stay in the woods.
1: You're not going to pull like a Greystoke?
0: Who's that? Is that Game of Thrones?
1: He said, quoting a movie literally nobody remembers, it's uh, Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan. It is... Oh,
0: I'm done. No one's seen it. Three people have seen it.
1: No, because it's got Christopher Lambert, The Highlander, is Tarzan. And it's like about Tarzan reintegrating with human life, if I remember correctly.
0: I want to do the opposite of what you're saying. (laughs) Unintegrating. You company. own three properties that we know of, and are going on the boat ride at the Venetian. Sorry, I'm going to let it go. It's, it's hard literally, for
1: me, Katie. It's a hundred bucks. Come I on.
0: <laughs> well, it's still it's like you're already gambling in Vegas. You've spent enough money. You don't have yeah. extra unless you win on the Dolly Parton slot. You're not going on the Venetian. Maybe boat that's ride. what. Happened, I'm telling though. you from experience. Maybe they had
1: a great time. Maybe they had a great day. They get a hot streak. Maybe they were pro gamblers the worst maybe because you have to you have to
0: spend money to make money in vegas you Mm -hmm, gotta put out mm -hmm. a lot and then if you win a jackpot you win a lot but i will say i've often walked through those shops at venetian and stuff and it's like what if i want a big jackpot i just come and buy something and i would buy that boat right?